0: Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blondin. We are on Season 2, Episode 5, and the end of Week 2 in the NFL. NFL action on fire on the weekend. We're going to get into it. This is the podcast where we're going to talk about spreads, picks, heading into next weekend, Week 3. And guess what, folks? I'm a genius. I'm a goddamn genius because this week, I was on fire when it came to the spreads, at least compared to what I have uh, in week one. Spread-wise, week one, we were 8-for-8, eight eight, 500, playing 500 football. And then this week, we went 10-5-1. So, a great week for the overrated experience. So, this week, at least for this week only, I'm a genius. And I want you to know about it. And if I'm not a genius going into week, after week three, well, then we'll keep a little... Uh, you know, a little cap on that, maybe not mention it so much. No, I'm kidding. I'll let you know my record. You're on the journey with me because you joined the sports uh, podcast, It's known as the overrated experience. And uh, what we do here is we talk about sports betting, focusing on football right now because it's NFL season and it's for the square better out there. I don't pretend to be a professional. I pretend to be a fan and a passionate enthusiast, I guess you would say, for sports betting. And I want you to ride along. You can follow the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast on Twitter at Overrated E X P E R two. That is Overrated E X P E R two. We want you to join us, be a part of it. Let us know your picks, pictures, thoughts about the podcast, whatever. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Overrated Experience. So join us, hook up, follow us, and you know, go from there. We want to grow this podcast, and I'd like to thank those who are listening on a weekly basis from around Ontario. Around the calendar, Powassan area, Scarborough, Whitby, Ajax. And then you go to the US, you got Miami, you have the West Side, Washington State. And uh, some other folks in Iowa and also Boston. And and across the pond, we have folks from Germany listening. So welcome and keep on listening and spread the word as this is the People's Podcast. This is the People's Sports Betting Podcast. This is for all of us. This is not me dictating and telling you what to do. This is me being one of you. So let's get going here. So we have week three spreads. Here we go. We're going to look. You know what? Let me take a step back two i'm going to give you a two minute rundown of how things went last week and my thoughts on some of the games that uh you know this is going to be very quick so some thoughts minnesota philadelphia minnesota 0 two if you watch the game you know that four fumbles or four turnovers was really what killed the vikings they could have won that game justin jefferson is unstoppable kirk cousins is decent watch out heading into week three they're not dead and buried yet Uh, Cincinnati looks... I'm a little skeptical. I'm not writing them off because they were 0-2 last year. And uh, obviously made a run into the AFC Championship. But the fact that Joe Burrow is open about re-aggravating that calf injury, that's concerning to me. Almost like setting the stage just don't get the hopes up high and under-promise unless he's looking to over-deliver. So that's a flag, but I'm not writing them off just yet. The Bears are done. I, I think uh, the Justin Field. I mean, he's getting written off. Like you know, he's got a. I think you got to stick with him for the whole season to see what you really got. But it looks like the Bears might be in panic mode there. Also, Kansas City gets back in the win column. So Travis Kelsey back, impact player. But if you look at the stats, yeah, the home spread that ball around a lot, and I think that's what they'll continue to do and be successful at the same time. Buffalo back on track. No Las Vegas. Looking like Las Vegas, we expected, and losing to the Bills. But what stood out to me, and I called it here on the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast, is the Seattle Seahawks went into Detroit and won in overtime. So these teams matched up in 2022. The it was a shootout then; it's a shootout now, and the same result happened: is that Detroit couldn't stop the Seattle offense, and uh, you know went to overtime. And uh, Jericho threw a pick after a lengthy period of time and not throwing a pick. So Detroit comes back down to earth. And for all those that think they were going to walk away with the division, come on, get real. I'm not saying they couldn't. I'm just saying just get real. Watch out for Green Bay and watch out for Minnesota to stay in the mix there. Giants almost had the fold as a franchise coming back in Arizona. So big win there. But Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley out three weeks with an ankle injury that's a significant blow going into Thursday night against the 49ers now some real key moments Dallas smacked around the New York Jets what do we say here is Zach Wilson is not the guy Zach Wilson is absolutely you know what he is he's absolute trash as a quarterback. And I'll again be very clear. When he was drafted, I thought he would be something in the NFL. I thought he was a guy to look out for. Boy, was I wrong? Because he stinks. He is what he is. You're not going. He, he's not going to improve. That he's not the answer for the Jets. They need a game manager at this point. If Aaron Rodgers can't go, and they got to find that game manager. Don't wait before it's too late. This team is stacked on the defensive side. Stacked on the offensive side both sides of the ball. So what that means is that even with Zach Wilson, they may scratch and claw to a 500 record, or at least close to under, you know, maybe nine and eight, eight and nine, but that's not where they want to be. So Zach Wilson, that's the peak. That's the best he can possibly do, but the rest of that team is stacked. So get on it, get that quarterback to at least manage, manage that offense the way it needs to put them in a position to go 10 and seven at least. All right, so we also talk Washington, Denver, Denver choking was a twenty-one-three lead, and Washington comes all the way back. Russell Wilson throws a hail mary. It's a touchdown. Should have been pass interference in the end zone to tie it up. Washington wins by two. They're up by two. Sorry, they're two and zero. Now here's the story I want you to keep an eye on: that Russell Wilson, Sean Payton dynamic, where Russell Wilson was there before Sean Payton was, and Sean Payton, if without success, I think you're going to start seeing him seeing him distance himself from the Russell Wilson experiment if things continue to go south. So watch that situation. Watch the blame being put on Russell Wilson. Not saying he played great; played better than he had all of 2022. He made some errors. He does not look like the Russell Wilson from Seattle. And a lot of these quarterbacks that are not looking good, whether to be young or veterans, they just look slow to make decisions—very slow—and uh, not not good. He, uh, Russell Wilson is looking slow and hesitant to take opportunities when to take off out of the pocket. Went to hit a receiver. He's just a half-second behind, which is costing him badly as a Bronco. Also, uh, on the Sunday night,er Miami took care of New England. Uh, you know, New England played solid defense, but Miami worked around it. Watch this Miami offense. If they can continue to do what they're doing, this is what a quarterback looks like right now with Tua that is in sync and knows where his receivers are going to be and is not spending that half second double clutching. He is throwing most of his passes before his receivers are out of their break. That tells you that they are on the same page because if they're not on the same page, that's a lot of INTs. So the Dolphins offense is pretty impressive to watch with all their weapons and Tua staying healthy and getting rid of the ball quick and where it's supposed to be thrown. Monday nighters two mighty-nighters. One was pretty crazy. It seemed like the, the uh, Steelers and the Cleveland Browns had game lasted forever. Now, some news and notes out of that game. Uh, I would say Cleveland choked that game through. They they, they should have won that game. Uh, you know, Chubb with a nasty leg injury, knee injury. He is done. If you've seen the footage, his knee went the wrong way. Not the way you want it to go. And it sucks because he's one of the best players in football. Or most impactful players, he's done for the season. Now the Browns still have a lot of weapons, but mainly they need to rely on Deshaun Watson, who does not at this point look like the Deshaun Watson from Houston. He looks stiff. Again, he looks slow to make decisions, slow when to take off out of the pocket, missing passes, fumbling. Uh, I don't know why when he takes off, he's using his. He got caught for two face mask penalties. And why would you put your throwing hand and grab cages? How dangerous is that? But at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson is still the better option under quarterback than any other option they had. So watch for it to play out. He's got to improve. They have a D that's uh, a difference maker. They got weapons. Amari Cooper continues to come up big. And from the Steelers' side of things, there's some red flags with uh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett. Uh, He's got a rifle of an arm. But it seems like he's slow, you know, he's maybe slow to pick up the offense here and He seems to be getting crunched a lot, or there was a decision on third down for him to run. I don't understand what the play call there is. There's heat on uh, offensive coordinator, Canada, that he might be kind of on the chopping block. But they get the job done, but it was basically their defense. Weird game there. And the last game of the night, or actually before the Steeler-Brown game, was New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. And the story here is, one, Bryce Young, first overall pick for the Panthers. He's obviously not ready yet, and he'll probably look better as we get to the midpoint of the season. He started to look a little more comfortable late, especially when they had that backdoor cover with minus three, son of a bitch. And then Derek Carr, there's a flag there. It's concerning to me that I don't understand quarterback that Derek Carr... It doesn't seem like he's in tune with what's going on in the game. There were scenarios where he just needed to make quick decisions, get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. But it seems like he's trying to hit home runs on a deal. He threw a poor, poor, poor interception early in the game. I don't know what was going on there. I thought we would see more from Derek Carr at this point. They're 2-0, don't get me wrong. But red flag there. But that was more in two minutes. You know what? I don't care. We're going to move on to this week's action. Get your pens, get your papers, get your charts, and let's get her going here. So this Thursday nighter, the Giants are on a short week again without Saquon, Bar- uh, Saquon Barkley heading to San Francisco. And you could argu- arguably, okay, let's go back to English here. Arguably say that the 49ers could be the best team in the NFL. What they, they have so many weapons on both sides of the ball. They got Brock Purdy, who's managing and using those weapons, coordinator under Mike like uh, Kedko Shanahan. This if this team stays healthy, they could be unstoppable. I don't know who's gonna beat them potentially. So when you look at the Giants going into a buzzsaw in San Francisco, ten and a half points, how could I possibly go? With the uh, with the with the Giants on this one, I'm going to say the 49ers are going to cover the 10 and a half points. Now keep in mind that with uh, Saquon Barkley out, that's one of the obviously big weapons. Uh, Darren Wall is the next big weapon. I think you're going to see the Giants try to feed, but I think a lot of this is going to be what you've seen against the Cowboys, and that's Daniel Jones having nobody to throw to, being pressured and taking off like a chicken with his head cut off. And 10 and a half points. You might want to grab that while you can because I think that's going to go up for the 49ers heading into the, the, the Thursday nighter. All right, we move on to Sunday and we have the 0-2 LA Chargers taking on the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. This is a one-and-a-half point favorite uh, Vikings team that I can tell you looks a lot better than what the Chargers are going. And With the game at home, how do you not take the Minnesota Vikings here? I think I think the Vikings look like an and 2 team that shouldn't. And the Chargers look like an 0 2 team that deserved to be 0 2. So let's go with the Vikings here. Another big day for Justin Jefferson. And I think you'll might see a coaching change before midseason in LA. Uh, Atlanta, Detroit. Atlanta 2 0, unexpectedly 2 0. But this was against Carolina and a Green Bay team still trying to find themselves. The Detroit Lions are five, three and a half point favorites. The roller coaster, which is the Lions, that haven't established himself as a top dog in the NFL. I do think they get the job done here. The obviously the I don't think the I think the Atlanta Falcons are inferior. Uh Desmond Ritter, I think he's still trying to find his legs, and I think the Detroit defense will be all over him. I don't think he's gonna produce enough to get by the explosiveness of the Detroit Lion offense. So I think three and a half is a gift. I think the Lions are the right play here. Buffalo visits the Washington Commanders, the 2-0 Washington Commanders. They're a a 6.5-point favorite. Now, I looked at this game, and I'm thinking, you know what, I got to think the Bills are going to win this game, but they're on the road. Washington has a a pretty solid D in the 6.5 points. I'm thinking, you know what, Washington, they're making plays right now. They're making big things happen. Why can't they cover six and a half points? So let's go with the Washington Commanders in a bit of an upset despite having six and a half points. You heard it here, the Commanders. Denver heads into Miami. Miami's a six and a half point favorite. Denver has nothing going on for them. You know, they had something going on for them, I guess, for uh, uh first half against the Washington Commanders. And that things fell apart. Miami's on fire right now. Let's not kid ourselves. They got weapons, weapons, weapons. But... Their D is still susceptible. I do think they probably win this game, but in a surprising move, I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to cover. You know, Sean Payton's got to come up with some sort of game plan. Remember, it was Sean Payton originally versus Mike McDaniels that the Dolphins were looking at bringing in their big scheme to get Tom Brady and blah, 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 a.k.a. fined and investigated by the NFL. So... Six and a half, maybe too juicy. I think Denver, maybe with a fresh outlook being on the road versus two games at home, might bring something to the table. So six and a half, I say the Broncos cover. Houston, Jacksonville. Jacksonville losing against KC... Casey's obviously a better team than Jacksonville is. Jacksonville went into week one to beat Indy because they're a better team in Indy. Houston is a bottom feeder. CJ Stroud is throwing for some yards. You know, if you will follow their games, Houston will have a drive here and there, but they're still a bottom feeder in the NFL. And at nine and a half points, there's no reason at home where the Jacksonville Jaguars can't light up the Houston Texans. So nine and a half, I'll take the Jags. Indianapolis... Into Baltimore, eight-and-a-half-point favorites are the Ravens. Indianapolis, right now, I don't know if it's going to be Richardson or Minshew uh, that's going to be going for the Colts at quarterback. And you know what Baltimore is. They came into Cincinnati, made it 2-0. They got an explosive offense. I think Indy with the Gardner Minshew is solid. But they're not a difference maker. That's why he's a backup quarterback, and that's why he's a solid play. In fact, Minshew's probably a guy that the Jets should have had as a backup because they could at least manage with the weapons they have. I see the Jags cover this, and nine and a half. Nope, I'm sorry. Uh, I say that the uh, Colts go down to the Ravens. Ravens cover eight and a half. New England, two and a half point favorites going into the New York Jets on Sunday. Now, what are the Patriots? What are they? What are they? You know that they can scheme well. Had a nice punt. Had a nice field goal block. We know that they kept Tua and Tyreek Hill somewhat in check by having multiple DBs in the out there to restrict some of those big plays. But guess what? They didn't win. They didn't win. They didn't stop Miami because they couldn't stop the run game once the pass game was kind of stalled. And then offensively, they have spurts of looking pretty good. Then things just stall out. I think the Patriots are a team that's going to be in games and then fade away. In games, fade away. There's nothing special about the Patriots. There's nothing going on about the Patriots. There's nothing to make you believe that they can win a game. And for them to be on the road at 0-2. I understand that Zach Wilson, I just ripped into Zach Wilson because he sucks. But like I said, this team, even with Zach Wilson and the Jets... And the great coaching that they have and Robert Sala can still find a way to at least get eight wins, maybe seven wins with the powerhouse defense that they have. And some of the bodies that they have on the offensive side, and Brees Hall is an example, Garrett Wilson, for those couple big plays that I think will shut down a New England team that it has nothing going for it on offense. So I'm going to take the Jets as underdogs at home to cover the two and a half, if not outright win. So, write that down. Write it in pen because it's not changing. New Orleans. Green Bay. Green Bay minus two at Lambeau. Green Bay started on the road for the first two games. They're 1-1 one one heading back. New Orleans 2-0. Oh, but New Orleans looks shaky. Defense, I think, looks fine. Offensively, I talked about Derek Carr looking a little rough. And I think he met their match going at the Green Bay. I mean, they really struggled to move the ball against Carolina last night. However... I'm going to look at Green Bay, Jordan Love, solid win at home. Only two points. miss maybe a field goal game. And a minus two if it's a field goal game and I think Green Bay is going to win. Guess what side I would take. I'm going to take the cheeseheads. Green Bay, minus two. Carolina on the road in Seattle. Five and a half point underdogs. Carolina, like I said, Bryce, Bryce Young looks like a guy. who's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. But I think he's going to slowly build, 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 build. He needs reps. And heading into a, in a buzzsaw in, in Seattle and the crowd going, this is going to be his first taste of an environment like that. I don't, I just don't see Carolina doing much. I don't see them putting in many points on the board. I think uh, the Seattle Seahawks cover that five and a half. Geno Smith has weapons and Tyler Lockett, Metcalf, and he'll get him in the hands and at least cover the five and a half. I don't think you'll see the same fallback as he did against the Rams in week one at home. All right, now we move on. Chicago, Kansas City. Now, the spread is 13.5 for the Chiefs. Chicago is absolutely awful. So what do we do here? You know what? You ride the Super Bowl champs. You can't back the Bears. 13.5. I think the Chiefs will continue to spread the ball around, and I think they're motivated to get touches to many of their weapons. So I don't think they'll slow down. Justin Fields will have to be on the run. He'll be jacking up interceptions. So take the Chiefs, 13.5-point favorites. Dallas, big 12.5-point favorite heading into Arizona. Let's face it, Arizona hung in with the Washington Commanders way too long on week one. Arizona just choked against the New York Giants. What do you think Dallas is going to do to them? That defense is going to eat Joshua Dobbs alive. I don't think the the Cardinals have any hope of putting, you know, double digits on the board and points. And the Cowboys have too many weapons not to make this, you know, a 20-point spread, you know, maybe by Sunday. So take the Cowboys. Take them big. I don't see Arizona stepping up at all. They're done. Two Monday-nighters. Actually, the Sunday-nighters, Pittsburgh, in Las Vegas, Steelers, one-point and a half, one point favorites. It's going to be all black and yellow in Las Vegas. Vegas, Jimmy Garoppolo, again, he's teetering, man. He, he's he's going to be a guy that, if he plays, he's going to max out at like 200 yards at best, passing. He's not enough. I think that the Pittsburgh D is enough to get by in this game as a one-point favorite. I think Pickett's got to show that the... They got to show that he's an NFL quarterback and carry this team. I don't, I don't, well, I would not be surprised if Mike Tomlin at some point goes to Mitch Trubisky knowing that all I need is a quarterback to manage and keep the ball and let my D, you know, stay on the field a minimum amount of time so they can maximize their effectiveness. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But I think Pittsburgh does get through. We'll take the Steelers. Minus One. Two Monday nighters again. I'm not sure if you like it. I thought it was okay. Uh, I don't know. Again, somebody made a mention why they why they an hour apart. I don't get it either. But we have the Philadelphia Eagles take on both teams two zero. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield has looked pretty good. Three hundred yard plus, or I think three hundred yards has been the button, but three hundred yard plus in his matchup against the Bears. Uh, Eagles. You know they have. You know they got the talent. They got the weapons. But it's like they have just limped by in both their games so far. So this is where I'll, I'll you know, I'll buy into the whole Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans uh, combo here in Tampa. If you give me five and a half points, I'm not going to be surprised with the Eagles win. Obviously, I mean, they're that good. But they haven't looked great. I mean, they got whiny baby. I bet you anymore and AJ Brown. They'll have to script him into a couple plays right off the bat. Right? You know, that's going to be a part of it. And will that be good? Will that be bad? We'll find out. But let's trust Baker Mayfield in this one to cover the five and a half points. Now, the Los Angeles Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are two and a half point favorites. We talked about what Cincinnati Joe Burrow, doesn't look like Joe Burrow, we know. Uh, that, that calf is hurting. Calf is impacting him. He's not getting Jamar Chase into the action the first two weeks. Does it change here? I don't know. And what a gutsy move by Sean McVay, coach of the LA Rams. Down 10 against the 49ers with basically no time to go. Decides to kick a field goal at the end of the game and nothing field goal as time expired. To fuck over, and I quote, fuck over. And this is the definition you'll find in the dictionary. Any better than had the 49ers at minus seven and a half. So big loss there for those who had that. And, uh, you know, people were not happy. But at the end of the day, they're going to be on the road in Cincinnati on Monday night. Stafford's look pretty decent. But I think, you know, as time goes on, I think as injuries pile up and the loss of Cooper Cup's going to uh, make a difference at some point here. I think the Bengals do get it done. All they need is a field goal to cover the spread. Let's go with the bangles. Alright, so that's the full lineup of games in the NFL in week three. I want you to follow the overrated experience, like I said, on social media, Twitter, or X at Overrated EXPER2, and also Facebook and Instagram, both at Overrated Experience. Drop us a line, follow us as we grow. Now I can tell you that the pleasure of this podcast has all been yours. And I'll talk to you again in a couple days when we look at the over-unders and the and the in the and the props, which we had a fantastic day thanks to the Seattle uh, Seattle game against the Lions. So tune in for that. Let's do it again. Let's have a great weekend. Enjoy your week. And we'll talk soon. Bye bye.